that the condescending God or the condescension of God. Psalm 113, if you have your Bible with you, please. So blessed to have so many wonderfully gifted and talented singers and musicians and the Lord has blessed us as an assembly. We're so grateful week by week to each and every one of them for their gifts and talents being used in the service of Christ. The Lord bless us all. Psalm 113. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high? Who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth the needy out of the dunghill, that he may set him with princes, even with the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. That is just by in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for even the very sense of your spirit with us. As we sing and praise your name this evening, your name is greatly to be praised. We thank you, Father, for the songs that have been sung so beautifully and played so well. We thank you, Father, that you are here, that your Holy Spirit is with us, and you are among us. And now we pray, Lord, that you would give us just a little, a little glimpse of your glory that you would help us, Holy Spirit, to see the Son of God. We need you. We desire you. We want you. Come and move in our way, in our life, in the way which you deem fit. And bless your people. Save the lost. Restore the backslidden. Heal the sick and comfort your people. Lord, your name is as an ointment poured forth. We thank you, Lord, for the consciousness of you with us this evening. Be glorified and have the preeminence, we pray, Lord Jesus. In your name we ask it. Amen. The psalmist starts off with praise and he closes in verse 9 with praise. Verse 1, praise ye the Lord. Verse 9 at the end and the closing captions are praise ye the Lord. Because from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. In other words, God is to be praised at all times. 
a grateful heart, a redeemed, blood-bought heart, a man and a woman who have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, saving faith has laid hold on them. Sovereign grace has drawn them. And so they find that they have been saved at the foot of the cross through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. They are forgiven and cleansed from all their unrighteousness. So first of all, and briefly, who is it that is praising the Lord? Well, it is the servants of the Lord in verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. In other words, those of us who are Christ's, those of us who are the children of God, those of us who have come to the saving knowledge of this wonderful Jesus, the one who bled and died for us, the one who gave his life up freely for us, those of us who are the servants of the Lord, we are to praise him. Hearts of worship, hearts of love, hearts filled with gratitude, hearts of thanksgiving to him. Because we realize and we recognize exactly where he has taken us from, that he hath plucked us, as it were, as a brand for the burning. And there he has taken us out of the merry clay and the dung heap, the great and the horrible pit, and he has saved our souls. Oh, how could we not, brother, and how could we not, sister, Praise him and praise the name of the Lord. You know, the lost can't praise him because they don't know him. The unsaved can't praise him because they don't know what it is like to be saved. They could sing in a gathering a hymn. They could sit under the reading of the word. But they do not know what it is like to be born of the Spirit and to be washed by faith in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. They know not what it is like to have the weight of sin and the guilt of sin taken from off their soul, from off their very shoulders, as it were, and placed upon Christ. They know not what it's like to see him with the eye of faith Bearing their sin in his own body on the tree. And shedding his precious blood. And all with gratitude. The servants of the Lord know what it is like to be called the children of God. A son of God. A daughter of God. Found in Christ. And saved for time and for all eternity. Surely, believer, this very evening. Our hearts doth burn within us while he talked with us. And by the way, we could say, like the two on the road to Emmaus, when their eyes are opened and they behold the wonderful Christ of God. This psalm is a psalm of the mission 
of the Messiah. It is the psalm of the mission of the Messiah. The mission to come from heaven and to redeem lost souls. To pay the debt they could not pay. To live a life they could not live. And to die in their room instead. That he might be their substitute. That he might be their savior. The mission of the Messiah is the condescension of the great and almighty God. Coming down to a lost and a depraved world of humanity. The servants, who are to praise him? The redeemed, the servants of the, God, of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, saith the psalmist. That the redeemed of the Lord will praise him because of gratitude and love. And worship him because they realize that which they have been saved from. And what they are saved to, the glorious kingdom of God. That we will be with him forever and ever. None shall pluck us out of his hand. And his father which is greater than all. None shall ever pluck us out of our father's hand. And so the assurance and the security in the believer's heart causes them to worship. Causes them to praise to exalt, to lift up, to glorify, to magnify, and to extol the Lord Jesus Christ. The servants are who? Praise him. Can I ask you tonight, are you saved? Can you praise him because you have experienced his great salvation? Because you have being to Jesus for the cleansing power. And you're washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you saved tonight? Do you know him as your own Lord and personal Savior? Do you know him intimately? Through the word of God. By the spirit of God. Are you saved tonight? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? So first of all, all who are saved have something to sing about, something to shout about. We have plenty to talk about and we have everything to preach about because we praise him, the one who has bought us with his own precious blood. Secondly, in verse 2, how long should we praise him? For how long? Should our praise go on for. Verse 2 says. Blessed be the name of the Lord. From this time forth. And forevermore. Notice. From this time forth. We are to praise him. To praise his name. And we are to bless him. From this time forth. And forevermore. In other words. We are to praise him at all times. And we are to praise, praise him throughout all time. Now I note this. To praise the name of the Lord. The word name there. The word name gives the idea of someone's 
character. Someone's glory. Someone who they are within themselves. That's the idea of it. In other words, when someone mentions your name and my name, some might have different things to say between one another. Some might be good and some might be not so good. But nevertheless, our name is our character. The name which we name something, a product is named, and we know the character of the product, the testimony of the product, the honor of the product, or the person. And when we're told to praise the name of the Lord, we are praising the name which encompasses everything whom God is. When we bless the name of the Lord, we are to speak well of everything whom God is. We are to talk about him, to talk him up, and to tell about him forevermore. So here we have the longevity of the praise. Who is the praise? The saved, the servants of the Lord. And for how long are we to praise? Forever. Do you know if you don't learn to praise in this life, you'll find it difficult to know how to praise in the next. If your heart isn't in tune with God and you know not how to worship, then how should you worship throughout eternity? And how would you stand in the great throng around the throne and praise him that liveth forever and ever? Oh, you see, that's why those who are saved, those who are the servants, the sons and the daughters of the living God, by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's how we know in this life that we are saved, that we are Christ's, and that we're glad of it. I love being saved. I love knowing that I I'm Christ's. I am not ashamed of him. I am unashamed to say that he is my all and all. And that he is my everything. That he is my savior and my king. He is my redeemer. He's my master. My liege lord. And that he is my God, and he is my friend, unashamed to claim him as my own, and unafraid before whom I stand to tell others of him. Oh, Christian, this evening, can you say the same? The longevity of praise is that we will praise him forever and ever. We will serve him And our service is a life of worship and praise. Notice here, there's something I want to show you about the mission of the Messiah. In verse 4, the Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Now take note of this. We know God is in heaven. We don't doubt that. 
but his glory is above the heavens. I've tried from I read this text during the week, tried with all my heart to think about it, tried to ponder it over, tried to work it out, tried to read about it, and none could really tell me anything about it. In fact, I didn't read anyone even mentioning this line, that his glory is above the heavens. May I say this, our God is transcendent above all his creation. Our God is great and greatly to be praised. And the heavens in which he dwells, yes, he lives in the heavens, but his glory is even higher than the heavens. You see, he is the creator of the heavens. He is the creator of the heavens where the abode of the angels are. And when we read the book of Revelation for our finite minds, it gives us streets of gold and pearly gates and pillars of the names of uh, the apostles and the gates of the prophets and, and so on and so on. It speaks about the glory of heaven. It speaks about the elders around the throne. Speaks about the angels and it speaks about strong angels and it, it tells about all the glory of the, the crystal river. Sea like a glass and it speaks about the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil there. It tells us many things about heaven. And it tells us about a throne. It tells us about the bowl with the incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And we can go on, it, it gives us the idea that our minds can just about try to figure out and cope with this, and yet it's greater than we could ever imagine or believe. And yet the psalmist says, His glory is above the heavens. In other words, He is not only in heaven, but his fame, his reputation, he is above all the creation. He is the creator God. Now the reason I'm pointing this out, because the psalmist says in Psalm 19 and verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Notice the heavens declare his glory. Here he is above, his glory is above the heavens. Now the heavens speak of this great and wonderful creator God. The Elohim, the, the one who is plural in his majesty. The reason I'm telling you this this evening is... For this reason, that man has tried to not only do away with God, to not only put God out of society, to not only put God and his word out of schools and universities and colleges, but man has tried to make God his servant. 
Man has tried to make God manservant, ordering, declaring, speaking and saying, and ordering God to do such and such. Friend, I can tell you, He is still God whose glory is above the heavens. Notice what it says in verse 5. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high? So now we're finding out who we are to praise. God who dwelleth on high, and there's no one like him. There's none like him. There's no one like the Lord. Now this great God comes down, condescends. He comes down and becomes a man. It's called the great condescension. Or the great stoop of God. And there in the person of his son. The Lord Jesus Christ. Born in Bethlehem. There is God contracted as a word to a span. A little human baby boy. Great is the mystery of godliness. For God was manifested in the flesh. You see, the reason we need to look at this this evening is this. That man thinks that he knows God in his mind who has not been regenerated by the Spirit. In other words, the unsaved. They make idols and they make statues. And as though that was not enough the idolatry of it. Nowadays they make man God and themselves God. And they worship the creature more than the creator. And they worship everything and anything. And there they search as it were the stars of heaven. Trying to find the origin of a universe. That the very beginning of the word of God says. In the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. And so they try to figure it out and with their own mentality. From the ordinary man and woman in the street. There they try to figure out who God is. In the sense that they are God. We have to understand that even in religion. They try to make their way to God, to ascend to heaven. It's like Nimrod and his Tower of Babel. Let us make a tower that we may ascend to heaven. And so by works and ritual and religion, there they try to work their way to heaven. When no man hath ascended into heaven, Jesus said in his day, but rather he came down from heaven. And he became a man. You see, maybe I'm speaking to a man this evening. Maybe I'm speaking to a woman this evening. And you think 
you know God. Let me explain. Well, I don't believe God would refuse me into heaven. I don't think God is like this, or I think God is like that, if there is a God. This is what I think. Friend, here's what you've done. You've made an idol in your mind. And that's what Israel done when they come out of Egypt. And Moses was up the mount for 40 days and 40 nights. And Aaron was there and the people said, this Moses isn't coming down. Make us gods. Notice, make us gods. That we may worship. And he takes the gold from all of the people. And there he fashions a golden calf. And Moses comes down with the tables of the law. And there he sees they've rose up the play. In other words, they were having all their sinful ways and worshipping a golden calf. You see, in their mind, Yahweh was this calf. In their mind, they knew God. They thought they knew God. In their mind, they believed that this was God because the bull was one of the gods of Egypt. And so the world has plied our minds and our hearts over the years to take the word of God, of the truth of God, out of our society, that our children will grow up godless. And what they do is they form an image of God. It might be themselves. It might be a pop star or an actor or someone else. Or it might be an idol fashioned out of hand, out of wood by their hands. It might be a God of religion. You see, friend, when you make it up in your mind, that's your God. It's not the God of this book. And what they do, those Israelites, they had an idea of who God is. And so they take what their mind is and fashion a golden bull calf. And there at the golden calf, they prostrate themselves and they worship. That is idolatry. That is idolatrous. The God who came from glory in the person of his son, He walked this earth and he went all the way to Calvary. That's what it took to save my soul. That's what it took to forgive me of my sin. That's what it took that I might be free from the guilt and the debt Of my sinning against God. That is what it took. Now can I ask you. When we think of these things. How God. Whose glory is above the heavens. That there's no one like him. In other words there's none. To compare to him. He alone is God. There's no close second 
or third or fourth or many plethora of gods. There is one God and his name one. And he came. He took on flesh. John tells us in John 1 and verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same in the beginning with God. All things, listen, all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Then He goes on to say, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So who are we to praise? We are to praise the eternal God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of all he has done for us. Notice here. In Psalm 113. In verse 6. Who humbleth himself. God humbleth himself. He condescends. To behold the things that are in heaven. And. In the earth. In other words. God. Since his glory is above the heavens. Notice. He stoops. To behold the heavens. Think about it. He stoops to behold the heavens. He bows to behold the angels of heaven. He stoops to behold the heavens. He bows to behold the angels of heaven. He lowers himself to become a man. He humbles himself. He condescends. To enter into our sufferings. And to meet us. Where we are. There's no chorus. I used to love singing. haven't sang it in a long time. He came to me. He came to me. When I couldn't come to where he was. He. Came to me. That's why he died on Calvary. When I couldn't come to where he was, he came to me. Friend, if you're not saved tonight, think about it. How do you expect to be forgiven? How do you expect to be in heaven? How do you expect to be in God's glorious kingdom if you reject the one who came to pay your debt? There's no one like the Lord. I must close this. Who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven. Notice. From glory on high to the fallen below. He comes to the depraved beneath. 
tussen de saam eet. When I consider thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou shouldest visitest him? In other words, Lord, what am I in comparison to even the heavens I know and see with my naked eye? But greater still, what am I that you would love me so much that you would come down from glory to save a wretch like me? For he hath crowned him glory and honor. Oh, friend, I could go on, but time has flown. Here is a word to those who are in the deepest depths of sin, who think they're past redemption, to those who think that they are beyond reach. I want you to know, friend, you see, he saves the unsavable. He loves the unlovable. He reaches the unreachable. He redeems the unredeemable. And he comes to where you are. He has come to Turkington's yard. To the factory car park. To the drive-in church. To meet you this evening. Verse 7. If you feel you're too far gone, listen to the word. He's come, why? He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth the needy out of the dunghill. Now, is it not good news? Dunghill of addiction. The dunghill of sin. The dunghill which has kept you captive, stinking in it all of our lives. And he gets right in and he comes right down and he humbleth himself There he stoops and he condescends right where we are. And there he meets us. And there he'll meet you tonight. Sounds good. It is good. But it's even better than that. He just doesn't clean your life up. Here's the glory of it in verse 8, that he may set him with princes, even with the princes of his people. And then he speaks about being fruitful. This is the idea of verse 9. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. In other words, he gives fruit of the womb and he gives fruit for labor. In other words, he's a God who causes new birth and life. Brings life to the deadened soul. Brings life to the deadened womb. He brings life to the deadened spirit. He brings life and life abundantly. Eternal and everlasting life. In a world of doom and dire and dread and darkness. In the dunghill of humanity. 
There he came down and he went all the way to Calvary. And now tonight he meets us where we are. He makes you not just a servant in verse 1, but he makes you a prince, a ruler with him. What grace, what goodness, what glory. So it finishes. Praise ye the Lord. May God bless his word to us this evening.